Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The Collab. We are a collective of brand professionals sharing our career stories. Every week, we pair up two members and they interview each other. So you'll get to hear one episode this week and one next week. You can join us too. Sign up at jointhecollab.com and then tell your story. Thank you guys for joining me today. I'm Jay Anderson, and I will be speaking with Mr. Andrew Stoughton, a 20-year veteran in the fashion industry. He is a fashion design director and all-around guru. Hey, Andrew. Good morning. How are you? I am amazing. How are you? I'm pretty good. Just sitting outside. It's starting to rain where I am, so it's going to be an indoor day. Okay. So, indoors for the day. Well, I'm just cold. So... (laughs) I don't know if I want rain. It's already cold. So, Andrew, we're just going to dive right into it. Of course, every, you know, if the world's here. Now, are you Cockney? I'm not. I'm from Southwest London. Southwest London. Yeah. So, make you what? Because I'm still learning. And it doesn't really make me anything. I'm from a, ta- a very nice town called Kingston-upon-Thames, which is about 12 miles from the centre of London. I know where that is. Mm-hmm. Past there because I live in Chelsea right there all right so of course most americans are probably like what are they talking about so andrew lovely andrews from outside of london so if you're from kingston upon times who's your football team i don't have one it's just not really something that interests me my brother my brother support my brother supports arsenal so i would say arsenal if anything okay see that's wonderful see now you're, you're an ally you're on my side I I have to cheer for Chelsea because as my partner... You live in Chelsea, yes. And I have no clue what's going on. I just know that we have to support Chelsea and I don't know who any of the players are. And I tried to follow along the game once and then he basically said your Uber's outside. And so I was like, okay. So that's my football knowledge. But Andrew, so we know that you come from the... You're from the UK, obviously. So just to get... A little bit more about you. How did you fall in love with fashion? I um, started from a young age. One of my cousins, one of my aunt's best friends was a designer back in the 70s, had her own line, and she was a, a professor at the London College of Fashion. So I kind of, I just started kind of similar to what you, you, you mirrored a little bit is like, I just, I just started drawing and sketching and drawing and sketching. And, and art was always something that I was more interested in at school I was not an academic child and I was not a sporty child so I didn't really had one option and yeah so did in in England you you the path you take is you do a few, you go through high school finish high school do what's called a foundation course where you study all areas of, of art so you do graphics sculpture and fashion being one of them and it just happened that this the town Kingston I'm from had and still has one of the best rated fashion design programs in England so I did my foundation at Kingston got into Kingston to do my degree lived at home while I studied it was a very intensive course it was we were in the, the studio five days a week we did lots of projects with industry whether it's J. Crew, Banana Republic, La Monta, um, Gore-Tex. So it was it was a very business focused course. It wasn't it was, there was no fluff, and we had we had professors and tutors from some of the biggest companies in the world. So it was a it was a really good foundation for me, and taught me a lot. And kind of just you know, they, essentially you leave there with you with having had a runway show of your own and with a very strong portfolio 
See, I was there from 2000 and the year 2000, uh, graduating in 2003. Wow. And that seems like that's very different from your traditional fashion and art school because most of the time it's not that, in, A, it's not that intense, and B, you don't leave with such an arsenal. I hate you referencing arsenal. You're allowed. That's fine. My brother would enjoy it. Um, but you even armed with such an arsenal of things such as your portfolio and having these brands and having that exposure. It's from school, you might get that internship. Depending on the school you go to, you might get a graduate show. You just don't have that exposure, which I think separates that from so many other traditional programs. Cool. So you fin you graduated in 2003. What's next? I basically, I have family who live in Jersey. So I came over in January 2004 with my portfolio. Which Jersey? New Jersey? Oh, New Jersey. Yes. Yeah. It was a, a very, very, very nice town called Montclair. I was very lucky with my, where, I, where I fell. And I, I pretty much spent January and February just walking the streets of New York with my portfolio and walking into studios. And it was obviously the, you know, e email internet was a thing, but just to be in people's, in people's kind of like faces a little bit. So I, yeah, spent a very snowy spring just trouncing around New York and eventually walked into the Abercrombie and Fitch office, which was in Soho at the time, and met with them. They basically, the way they did it back then, I'm sure they do it now, is they fly you to Ohio and you essentially interview with every every department for a day. So you sit in this little room and design directors and senior designers come in and so I would say for eight or nine hours, you just sit and you interview and then they send you home. I did that, got back to New York, was emailed about three days later saying, thanks for your time, but there's nothing here for you. And I was like, okay. So I took a day and then I got back on the bus and I got back into the city and took my, my resumes to, I want to say it was Liz Claiborne, but I remember being on the bus home, my aunt who I was staying with calling me being like, Abercrombie just called. They want to speak to you. They want to speak to you. And I want to say then within three weeks, maybe it was a month, I was living in Ohio. Oh my God. Yeah, so it was it was quick. It was a very kind of they 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 had the the ability to get visas done. Talking about visas very very quickly. So yeah, so I basically you know started my career in Abercrombie, designing women's woven tops. Love it. So you're at Abercrombie. Is there in the height of Abercrombie? Uh huh. Yes, very much. There when everybody was walking around in flip flops, jeans, and tight shirts or no shirts. Pretty much yeah it was that was that was the that's what it was you'd walk into the the building at the time and yeah that was that was the gist of it and it was it was an amazing experience it was a great foundation for me I think the company still does and back then even more so produced exceptional quality in clothes so as a as a designer starting out you you got a really good training but also as an assistant designer you were presenting to business leadership you know you were you were you were really thrown into the deep end and it was a really, you know, and it was it was a great starting point for me. And I think it was it's all it was and still is very respected as a as an experience as a, as a designer. So let me ask you this, because you and I have gotten to know each other over the past few months, and I so I said, let's I want to get to the nitty gritty <laughs> because I think when I when people hear this, I want them to know or that they're a they're not alone in their journey people out there that are going through a lot of, A, we've had as much success as we've had, hard not come. And I think, especially now we're going into the end of the year and into the holiday season, I think that's when people really feel that the most. So let me ask you this. We have been in what is 
felt like this tornado of uncertainty for probably the past three years within the industry. And I think you and myself probably know very well. We're probably Susan Lucci right now. They're very close to where it's like, okay, things are going to feel like they're getting back on track. We're going to headway. And then you get the call like, not so much. Seeing that that has been the way things have been here recently, what are some things that you have found yourself doing to not only continue to submit yourself as a leader in this industry? Because that's been cemented. But what are some things you're doing in this time of craziness to continue to grow yourself as a leader in this industry? I have, you know, I left my, my last role this time last year for all the right reasons for me at the time. And I, you know, specifically took off six months to kind of reset. And I've been interviewing pretty steadily since the summer. I actually had a really promising interview yesterday. I think, you know, it's for me, I, I lent into additional qualifications. I think, you know, if you're, if you're not working, there's always, and I don't, I'm, I think this is probably a broad statement, but I know in fashion that you feel like you should always be producing something and producing and producing and producing. And it's hard to, to do that. So I, I kind of lent into skilling myself in project management. We discussed that. I think one of the first times we, we spoke. So I spent the summer making my way through an online course with Google and speaking to other kind of other people in the industry who have, you know, either had a slightly less linear path or have, have pivoted. And I actually connected well with a, with a friend of mine who has left industry and she's got into this thing called service design. And it's a bit, it's, it's a little bit like project management, but you're designing the processes that get your product from A to B. So in interview, you know, when you interview as, as a designer, generally the standard thing is HR, then the hiring manager, and then possibly someone else. And then they're like, can you do a project? And you spend a few weeks kind of toiling around a project to submit it. And then you don't hear anything. So it's, it is, I think you, you said the word resilience. I think resilience is key, but it's just to, to keep on growing in an aspect of your life, whether it's, whether it's continuing to learn, focusing on your health and well-being, which is something else this year I've had a chance to kind of get back into it. In the years past, I was um, very much into triathlons and marathons, so kind of getting back into that side of myself and kind of recognizing that the job will come and you don't have to be, you know, if you want to sit on the sofa for six months, you can and no one can question it. But if you're not going to be working, you should be growing in in, in the other realms of your life. And that's what that's what I kind of have focused on is is upskilling myself. I just started studying to get my certificate as a leader in Scrum. Rival game Scrum Master. Mm-hmm. I think that's I, and just having again as things we've discussed, been in the industry for a long time. I don't think that project management is actually an area which is focused on in design. It is in, in, in other architecture, car design, product design. Yes, yes, yes. In fashion design, they're like, let's do some collections. Let's fly by the seat of our pants. Yes, yes. So I, so it's, it's kind of, it's interesting to me how that could be applied. So that's been, been my big thing. And obviously I'm, 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 I have, I'm, I'm very lucky. I have a great support network. You know, I think you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when it was an officially a year of not working was a bit of a, a kind of a come to Jesus moment, but then it's like you sit down and you start applying and you start networking and you start connecting. And within, you know, a week, I had two interviews yesterday for jobs that al- align very well with my experience, my aspirations. 
And I think it's also kind of like not to kind of not to look backwards. To touch on that, to yeah. not look backwards. So mm-hmm. I, I was watching the Country Music Awards earlier this mm-hmm. year, and the artist Jelly Roll won Best New Artist and mm-hmm. 39 years old. And in his speech, he said, that's why you don't look in the back. The windshield is larger. The wind, the rear, the rear, the rear view. When you look forward, it's so much mm-hmm. bigger than what's behind you. It's so much bigger than the things yeah. behind you. As we were saying about resilience, hope is always in front of me. Yes. Be, well, be concerned with that temporary despair behind me. Yeah. Well, I started seeing a life coach as well, who is my, my brother's brother-in-law. Even just having having that conversation on a weekly basis of like, okay, what I'm, what I, we, I speak to him Monday morning at 9 a.m. What am I doing? What's going on? What am I going to get? How can I be productive this week? And, and generally what has happened is that we'll sit on a Monday morning and be like, okay, today I'm going to apply for jobs. Tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to do some learning. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I'll get a call in the afternoon and like do a project or prepare for an interview. So I actually haven't been able to utilize a lot of what we, we set up because something else comes through. And that's a good thing to touch on because as, and again, I hope that the listeners take from this a nugget that helps mm-hmm. them through these trying mm-hmm. times. And as you were saying, you get, you meet with their life coach mm-hmm. and that you get this kind of formalized plan, but then mm-hmm. life comes. That's it. Life, life happens, doesn't it? How have, have, and you may or may not have at this point, but have you found a way to navigate through these things that life, life's throwing at you as you're trying to a better yourself you get through these trying times have you found a way to to get through that that noise yeah it's about I think it's for me it's been about kind of balance you know because I we've we've he and I have established as I said a a 9am Monday morning meeting so in the weeks when I haven't had things to do it's been like hey Monday is the day I'm dedicated to LinkedIn you know, I think when you're not looking, when you're looking for a job, LinkedIn becomes this, this all-encompassing thing, you know? It is. It's like something's happened. So what's happened? Who, who saw my profile? And it's a bit like, okay, Monday is for LinkedIn and that is it. I'll apply for jobs. I'll stay by the jobs. I'll reach out to friends who work at places and then I put it to bed. You know, then, so then it's okay, Tuesday, okay, what are, I've, I've done my first project management course. I learned what I could from that. It, it was, it was it kind of scratched the surface and actually as you said scrum is scrum and agile are the places to be okay so what courses am I going to take what are the best courses what are the best what's the best use of my money even I'm not earning any to learn more you know these things cost money taking a certification costs 200 bucks so when you do it you want to get it right so okay so there's there's other resources to to use there is Coursera there's Udemy you know I've, I've researched a lot in the spring so okay so which course am I going to do okay I found a course okay I'll start doing that course because it costs 12 bucks which is less than a than a glass of wine in a, in a New York restaurant so just do it it's 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 a three-hour commitment or a six-hour commitment just do it see where it takes you absolutely so before we before we wrap up because we know a you're, you're on the right track and you've given a lot of gems that I feel like a lot of people will be able to take and really use especially as we're going into this holiday season, which is mentally challenging and taxing. What's next for Andrew? What's next for me? I mean, as I said, I, you know, I had the week after my year of not working, I definitely had a little bit of a lull. I'd submitted a project to a job, got confirmation they'd received it, and then have had no feedback as yet. 
So it's only been a week, two weeks, a week and a half. And I know a good friend of mine works at a company. He's like, we're super busy. And this is, this is how they do essentially. So I'm like, okay, okay. Put that to bed. Came back up upstate where I live on the Thursday of that week, got online, reached out to two friends at companies for jobs that I saw, spoke to someone about a job. I'm, I'm kind of, I, I, I go back and forth. When I left the job, I had this idea of, of starting a business, this project management for fashion business where I'm still working on and I'm having connected with my friend who lives in Rotterdam, we're kind of building this business together. That's definitely what's next for Andrew. No, yeah, it's 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 kind of fledgling, but we've discussed it and I've discussed the idea of, I've discussed with many other professionals in the industry whether they feel someone in this role in their company would be beneficial. And it's a resounding yes. It's just how to package it and, and what actually it, it means. So I'm kind of like, it's a bit twofold. I had an interview yesterday, which I'm very excited about. And it was, I was excited by the person who interviewed me. It was a great conversation. A lot of things aligned within the, within a few hours of the interview. I got an email from the HR person being like, make sure you reply online, which I'm thinking is a good thing. So I'm kind of like, okay, that's, that's, that's great. I had another interview yesterday. So I'm interviewing, but also if I'm not interviewing, I'm going to build this business. And what value am I bringing to a company? Because because lo and behold, a job comes up that exactly fit. I actually saw one job in the spring that was essentially the job I really want to do. Outside of being a design director, it was a bit more focused on process and, and project project management. But I didn't have the qualifications at the time. So I'm like, so I got, so what do I do? I get the qualifications. You know, and I think that's something that people need to hear. Just because you don't qualify at the moment, there's why you can't qualify. Yeah, because another job will come up the same. Not me, not qualify for mm-hmm. But We have only a few minutes before we mm-hmm. have, and it has been mm-hmm. a pleasure to speak with you. Yes, I agree. I think we always end up having these amazing conversations and finding these amazing synergies. But I really think the thing that I hope people take from this conversation is a: there's no resilience without hope. And just because you're not qualified now doesn't mean you can't become qualified in life. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Get out there. Uh, thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here for the Collab Career Stories podcast. Please follow us on social media at Join the Collab. And sign up to become a member and share your story at jointhecollab.com.